Hi, welcome to For the Culture. Today I'm interviewing somebody that I've been wanting on this show actually for quite a while. Uh, he's shot lots of different things such as landscapes, portraits, weddings, events. He's shot in Castle Mountain. He's shot in Iceland, Hawaii. He's also shot people like Designer, Postmodern Connection, 88 Glam, and Amine. And his work is described as often magical, inspiring, stunning, and gorgeous. Today I have David Vasiliev on my show. And I'm very, very happy to have you here, man. Thank you for coming. Man, I don't think I can get a better intro than that. Jeez, I'm <laughs> blushing over here. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, no problem, no problem. Thanks for coming on. I really do appreciate it a lot. Um, so, and uh, I, I got to know you through uh, Justin, Justin Hill, who I have had on the podcast um, a few weeks ago at this point. And he's been great. He's a really good supporter of the show, and I really appreciate it a lot. And um, make sure to uh, follow us on Spotify and everything to keep up with all the uh, different interviews that I have going on. But anyway, yeah, thanks for joining us, man. No problem. Let's get it going. Definitely. So I wanted to ask you, first of all, um, how did you develop this style that you have? Because like all your fans are saying, yeah, it's got this very specific aesthetic going on to it that's like, it's kind of got like a, a Northwest type of edge to it, but you also have like this sort of like dreaminess that I haven't really seen in a lot of other people's photography before. Word. Uh, the dreaminess, I think I'd have to credit Emmett Sparling for. So I, uh, he's a big Instagram guy. That I've, that's how I found out about him. And then I actually ended up meeting him last summer through a friend, and we actually did a Panorama Ridge hike together. Um, his, his photography is probably one of my most, ins like, inspires me quite a bit, which is cool because it's somebody I know too. Um, all his work is, like, very dreamy and is, like, something I've really kind of tried to take into my photography as well. Yeah. Uh, same with Jamie out on Instagram. Both those guys, they kind of just inspire me because every time I see their work, I'm like, damn, <laughs> I, I really like that. And I really want to shoot that kind of stuff. Right. See, I find that way as well. Like a lot of photography, like even yours, for example, I think to myself, like, how did you do that? Like, how do you get those tones out of the landscapes that you shoot? Um, and sometimes the people that you follow don't post tutorial videos and things like that. So how, do, how did you develop it through uh, those people that you look up to? Oh, man, so much trial and error. So <laughs> much. Um, yeah, I don't even know where to begin with that one. But it's like looking at their photography and trying to evaluate what the difference is between theirs and mine. How come they're being able to do that? I'm not able to do that. Right. And literally just trying... Like, I don't use presets. I don't use anything like that because I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah, awesome. That's really, really cool to hear. Yeah. I like that you don't use presets or anything like yeah. that. It's very cool. Um, and let's draw back a little bit to your past. Let's. I want to ask you, how did you get into photography? And um, what was the process like in learning to get to where you are now? Um, well, you could go way back. It, it really depends on how far you want to go back. Um, as far back as possible. As far back as possible. Okay. So back, I don't know. I've always wanted to be an actor as a kid. Like, Wow. Okay. Holly, Hollywood was something I liked to do or something that Hollywood is something I would like to do when I was a kid. So I always managed to be an actor or like being involved in Hollywood in some way. Uh, fast forward through, it was like, I never went to any auditions. Like parents never really got me into that. Right. Um, but say in high school, I think it was grade nine, maybe grade 10 is when I first joined the media class. Okay. Um, yeah, probably grade 10, I think it was. It was film class. So we watched films. We made our own films. We learned about how to use Premiere Pro. We used, uh, 
learned about like rule thirds, all the basic film knowledge and kind of evaluated storytelling, all these different things. Right. And that really touched a chord to me. I was like, I really love that. Wow. Um, yeah. So took that away and was like, I loved the idea of telling a story. Right. And provoking emotion. Yeah. So me being myself, I'm a very nostalgic person. I feel a lot towards different things. So when I see something, I, I really instantly can like feel a certain way towards that. And, and I really like the idea of provoking that kind of emotion from people. Right. So bringing that kind of emotion through my work. What, what I like to say is I like to get everyone's five senses involved in my work. It's my main aim with all my work. Damn. Yeah. Okay. So that's... So through high school, that's where I learned to film. And then I went to university. I'm taking electrical engineering. I'm still in university. And so the first two years, I kind of dropped it. I moved away, moved to different cities. So I was kind of taking my time, getting to know each other, or getting to know other people, getting to know myself. And after, I think it was first year, maybe after second year. It was after first year, I bought a GoPro. Mm-hmm. And then did those GoPro edits, did the did those little, you know, the YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah. Um. And kind of did that for fun because I thought it was so sick. Just, like, going adventuring and, like, taking these sweet little videos to share and, like, keep for later. After second year, I got a co-op job in Coquitlam. Okay. And I was working. And I was hiking, adventuring with my buddies. And I think it was June 2015 is when I bought my first camera. So not too long ago. Like, three years almost exactly. Yeah. Is when I first bought a camera. And... From there on out, I kind of I took everything I've learned from video and apply that to photo. I didn't even think of taking videos of adventuring or anything like that. It was mostly like, yo, this is sweet. Let's capture this on a better camera. And then one day, maybe halfway through summer, one of my photos randomly, I used like one random hashtag and I just, for some reason, blew up more. Like I get like 30 likes, 40 likes, something like that. Really? And then this one photo gets 200. I'm like, what? why did this one photo get 200 likes? Wow. And I researched the hashtags and I found all these other Instagram, say Instagrammers. I'm like, oh, shit, there's actually like a cool, people do really cool stuff with photography. Yeah. So that's kind of what started inspiring me. I'm like, okay, wow, let's, let's do that. Let's go on this hike. Let's try to recreate that. Um, so that's kind of what started the photography. And ever since then, it's just been like a small step-by-step growth. Oh, I see. What camera was it that you first bought? The one that I just broke, 60, oh. the 63, or I had the 6,000, but I broke the 6,000 into Fino. Right. And I got warranty on it, so it got replaced to the 6,300. Oh. So technically, I'm still kind of using my first camera. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, cool. Very cool. As a gearhead, by the way, yeah. um, also as a, somebody that used to sell cameras all the time, the 6,000 series of Sony's are magic for mm-hmm. so many people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did, I did a lot of research before buying them. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. smart. Very yeah. smart. Um, and when it came to, what was the picture that got you, that blew up? Like, what did it look like? Do you still have it up at all? Uh, I don't think I have it up. It was actually, I got, if anyone's ever been to Lynn Valley out in North Vancouver. Okay. I got my buddy to set up. I'm like, Hey, I got this cool idea. What if I sit down? It's a suspension bridge with a chain link fence. Right. Um, so I'm like, Hey, the bridge was empty. So, and it has this beautiful forest in the background. I'm like, Hey dude, I think there's a, this would be a cool shot. Yeah. I'm going to sit down in the middle. You got to get on the ground and take a picture of this vision. And I was like, I need a new profile picture. So I want this, my buddy to take this photo that I had envisioned. And then I literally sat cross-legged on a bridge and (laughs) with the force in the background. I don't know why it blew up. Like, I don't know. Wow. What was the hashtag that you used? 
I don't know. There's like four or five of them, so I don't actually know which one it was. Oh, okay. But it like blew up isn't like I got two hundred likes. It wasn't like a blow blow up. It was like right. Pretty Yo, casual. If I just had two hundred all of a sudden out of nowhere though, I'd be psyched. Yeah. <laughs> like damn. So after that I started using hashtags all the time. I started trying to grow my <laughs> photography. I'm like, yo, this is sick. I'm like, I, you can actually do really rad stuff with this. And that's probably like Two months after I bought my camera. Right. And so did you just like August. shoot in manual modes or were you starting off with automatic at first? Uh, when I first bought my camera, I sat down with YouTube and like learned basically the ins and the outs of right. what this does. Right. So it was probably like within the first week of having it, probably spent maybe, it wasn't that, probably like 20 hours on YouTube figuring it out. Damn. Or like, okay. Like YouTube and playing around in my room. Like, hey, what is this app? What is the aperture? What does this do? Shutter what speed. Is, yeah, all that different stuff. Yeah. Like I knew the somewhat basics of from from high school, but right. it wasn't like anything in depth where I could like fully comprehend what it does. Right. Was your style of photography back then similar to what it's like now? Um, no, I didn't really have a style. I was learning. I don't. Yeah, I okay. still don't really know if I have a style. I, I'm still figuring it all out, man. I mean, <laughs> as the end of a consumer, I would say I could definitely see like an aesthetic, a style. Like, I see aesthetic. Yeah. I mean, if you're not really sure what that style is, just listen to the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true enough. <laughs> but yeah, that's so sick, man. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, that's kind of how I got started with photography. And now, to be honest, it's slowly trying to get back into video. Okay. Video is, I think, still a main goal for me. Right. Where I just love the, the idea and the provoking of the emotion and something, right. something photography hasn't satisfied for me. Right. Okay. Creating that story, creating, like I'm, I like creating stories of photography. Yeah. Yeah. But hitting that emotional target, which I am seeking to aim right. or seeking to hit is just not happening. Well, you said you're trying to provoke all five senses yeah. to capture that emotion. So yeah. in what way do you think that, um, video will be able to capture that, that photography wouldn't? I just think my brain's wired more towards something I can visually represent in emotion. Right, okay. Versus, like, I guess maybe as a consumer, I've always been moved by video more. Right. There's very minimal things I can recall that has moved me from a static photo, has moved me in a neurological way. Right. So one thing I can recall is, like, I came across this random photographer's website, and she had done a live birth photo shoot at home so it was like a water birth or whatever it was yeah and i like i looked at the, her series of photos it was like maybe 50 photos i looked at it for an hour and like cried and i was like i've never felt such emotion come from a photography before wow it was honestly the most beautiful work i've seen i kind of she's based in Kelowna right now too really yeah i gotta figure her name out but it was beautiful wow yeah. That's wild. I'd love to see what that was. Mm -hmm. I'd love to look at that myself. Yeah, if, I, if I find it, I'll link it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, getting back into the video part of it then. So um, do you th it's a really good thing then that IGTV came out because that would be a really, really big um, facet for you, I think, for mm -hmm. your style of work that you do with all of the uh, portraits of people that you do and also all the landscapes that you do with people. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be great. Um, and so were you, is that an avenue that you're wanting to explore or was it YouTube or Vimeo or what were you thinking? We'll see, man. It's yeah. still right in the works. Like, I don't yeah. know where I want to pursue with it right now. I'm kind of just like in the transition stage of fully relearning video and getting to that point where I can compete with people in my league or can be part of a league. 
Yeah, 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 totally. Because, like, the video part is from high school. And it's like, hey, I'm six years out of high school. I got to step in my game, figure out where everybody's at, and kind yeah. of learn how to basically kind of relearn video. Yeah. So I'm in, I'm in that process right now. Right. Where I shoot a lot of video, I don't release a lot of stuff. Mm. Because it's all for personal growth. Right. Smart. Yeah. Smart. And when did you think, when do you think that started? Like, when did that start for you to start to uh, relearn the whole video process? Oh man, it's been months in the making for sure. Um, yeah, probably about last year when I started shooting some videos, recap videos for like events or something like that. Mm-hmm. I started to get a little videos right. for a band called Postmodern Connection. I threw a couple of videos for them. Um, kind of just like slowly, casually doing stuff like that. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Uh, let's let's get. Okay. I want to dive a little bit more into the whole events and portrait shooting that yeah. you do for some people. So uh, you're I as far as I can tell, you're you kind of more so focus on the landscapes or at least more consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, but so when it comes to you getting portraits done, uh, how often do you? do that are you commissioned to do that on like a pretty uh consistent basis or do you find that you just sort of only do it for fun or sessions yeah portrait sessions uh full-on headshots not too often to be honest yeah um commercial shoots maybe for like clothing companies or something like that yeah i wouldn't really consider that portrait but like that'd be the most i do it's not it's not too often Mm. i stick more towards the adventure landscape um that kind of stuff. Do you find that it conveys much more of a strong emotion when you shoot with those types of things? It's just what I, f- I feel closest to me. Right. So it's easier for me to portray something in a certain light. While as portraits, I love to shoot portraits. I I have a hard time finding the right people I want to shoot. Mm-hmm. And I find I have to find a story that I want to tell through it. Right. That makes sense. So I haven't really touched base with any kind of stories I want to t- tell through people, but maybe one day. Mm, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And so how are you contacted to do then uh, events with like 88 Glam and Amine and Designer and all those guys? I'm not contacted. I hustle my ass off to get there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, I sneak into events. I, like, I, I sneak my way in there. I don't get paid for any of that. Really? Yeah. That's all for like personal growth. Wow. I'm still not really getting paid, to be honest. Oh, okay. Okay. Because yeah. you seem like the type of league that I would pay to have your work I appreciate done, you that. Know? I'm actually really surprised that you told me that you don't get paid. What the hell, dude? <laughs> yeah, I get, I get paid very minimal amounts. And that's... Uh, I, honestly, I think that's because of myself. I just don't... I don't see my work at a point where it's. I think I want to pay for it yet. Really? Yeah, I think I'm still a little in the minors, to be honest. Mm, I think that's a really... Um, actually a really profound way of looking at yourself because mm. you know I might look at you or like other people might look at your work on a, pe- on a pedestal but you look at your own work not so much on a pedestal you're sort of still looking to like grow from it which is I think really cool yeah you know? I see it I honestly see it so low compared to where I want it to be at damn where do you for you guys and like I'm not even close really yeah. who do you look up to who do you compare yourself to when it comes to look feeling like that uh, I'd say my three on Instagram, my top three right now would be uh, Alex Stroll. He's obviously he's an, he's unreal. He's a legendary photographer. Um, right now, I really like Aaron Ball. Um, I forget how to spell his name. But it's like probably A A R O N N B H A L L something like that. Okay. But his photography and his editing style is awesome. What and do you then, like about those so much? Is it the composition? Is it the editing? He's it, just a, his photos are just badass i like 
and every time I'm scrolling, I'm like, stop and stare. And like, that doesn't happen often. Really? Happens with like, like I said, Emmett, Jamie out, Aaron Ball, like Alex Stroll. Um, There's this guy out of the UK who Mm. just almost inspired me to move to the UK. Really? Yeah. I, I really want to move to Europe because of the culture I see through his eyes. Yeah. And what he portrays. Uh, he has a weird Instagram name, so I, I can't even... It's like M-A-D-B-U-L-L-E or something like that. Mabdul, maybe. Okay. Um, but his street style, like, I love street style stuff. So yeah. I've never had a vision for it, but, like, I love, like, it inspires me a lot to, like, just shoot. Yeah. Right. Those th- those those guys are really inspiring to me right now. Right. Cool. What do you think of Peter McKinnon? Honestly, his photography, not a fan. Really? Uh, yeah, it's just like, it's old school. Okay. It's, like, everyone has their own style, but I think, like, when he posts some stuff, like, he posts some stuff, Matty Hapoy, whatever his name is, posts some stuff, I'm like, I just don't, I don't know. Doesn't huh. doesn't inspire me at all. Mm. Peter McKinnon, but Peter McKinnon, I'd say he's more of a video guy than anything else, right? Yeah, yeah. His videos are actually really crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Peter McKinnon does great videos, and he does, he's done a great job for himself on YouTube, and he, like, hustles his ass off, but, like, mm-hmm. he he did start in photo. Mm-hmm. I know his history quite a bit, because I always research these guys who are doing their thing. Right. I want to see where they come from. Right. Um, seeing his photos, his photos kind of, I think, is stuck in an era. Mm. Yeah. What, okay, what era is that? Because I was... Uh, in my impression, I don't mm-hmm. think I've done as much research into this photography stuff as you have, mm-hmm. but what era do you think that would be? HDR. H- oh, yeah, 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 HDR, yeah. I don't yeah. know what years you want, because I'm pretty, I'm relatively new. Mm-hmm. So, my take my opinion with, like, a very big grain of salt. <laughs> but I think his, he's stuck in kind of the HDR era. Yeah. Some of his stuff is, like, great, but, like, and most of, he's not really posting much of his photography there, so it's, it's kind of hard to judge what he does right i find his work though like translates really well on the video like the whole Mm. hdr thing really makes it look like cinematic like really really cinematic like uh versus all the other youtubers that i tend to watch no yeah his videos like inspire me for sure yeah his photos on the other hand not so much yeah yeah it's not like he doesn't do great work yeah it's just not something i look for inspiration at from right okay it's probably just a conflicting style that's probably yeah. why there you go <laughs> yeah that makes sense that not, makes not sense. to say his work's bad because some people probably love it yeah like, i don't think like, i don't think it's necessarily bad no but it's I, just no i wouldn't say bad that was a bad <laughs> way to put it yeah so yeah yeah it's all good um who inspires you for video uh tarantino for sure yeah oh yeah yeah of yeah, course yeah. um yeah his uh reservoir dogs really inspired me for story like i love reservoir dogs django unchained yeah. Pro- Django Unchained is probably one of my favorite movies. I've been trying to watch that movie so long. I'm really, really bad at watching it. You haven't movies. seen it? No, I try to find Dude, three hours on. of my time to oh give up, God. but I can't. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, uh, I'm bad for movie watching. Like, I haven't seen a lot of old school movies. Like, I yeah. still haven't finished Pulp Fiction, but, like. Oh, dude. You've seen Pulp Fiction? Though? I have seen okay, Pulp yeah. Fiction. I've got, like, there's, like, half an hour left for me. I'm like, frick, I need to sit down. Half an hour? Dude. I gotta rewatch it. Yeah. But, like, I've been recently... Uh, there's this new friend in my life who's been influencing me a lot to watch these old movies and she, she does great. She's like, has this childlike stoke about her and kind of been like inspiring me to rewatch all these different things and like yeah, yeah. watch movies from a new perspective. And like, so yeah. she's really shown me kind of or give, made me 
take the time to sit down and actually watch all these movies. Okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm so embarrassed to say I I don't want to talk about the list of movies I haven't seen because it's embarrassing. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I'm on that list. <laughs> I I'm so embarrassed by all the movies that I haven't seen yet either. Yeah. Like I haven't even seen uh, Black Panther yet. Okay, but that's like a new school movie. Like yeah, but I'm, like everybody's been talking about it, man. Honestly, not a fan either. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't I, like that. I one? didn't think it was worth the hype. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. I have no idea. I haven't seen but it. And then so again, I'm not say. a superhero movie fanatic either. Yeah, me neither. That's honestly, like, I haven't seen any like the Avengers movies. I haven't seen yeah. any of that stuff, and I'm fine with that. I really yeah, don't so care. You, you probably won't watch Black Panther. No, probably not. No, no. but Django Unchained. <laughs> I've been trying to watch. Yo, Django, you gotta watch. Inglorious Bastards was an insane. That's movie. a good movie. Yeah. You know, my mom, <laughs> my mom was just like she was like seeing the scenery. She's like, oh, this is a really nice movie. You know, like yeah, yeah. it looks really uh, pretty. And then you know, the next scene, the guy's scalp is getting cut yeah, off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Same kind of thing happened with Pulp Fiction. When I was watching it in the living room, and my mom walks in, and it was like that the. The, they chained the guy up in the leather suit. I forget what they, yeah. And then she walked in on that. Like, <laughs> All right. <laughs> David, what are you watching? <laughs> Sorry, mom. Oh, it's Tarantino. Respect the art. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Tarantino. Oh, by the way, before we get into my next question, um, have you seen Grand Budapest Hotel? Honestly, I haven't finished that one either. Oh, but you've seen it though. I've seen like half of it. Okay. What did you think of the visual style on that? It's been a while too. I oh, watched it when okay. it first came like first came out on Netflix, so it's been a while. Yeah, dude, I remember being blown away from watching yeah? that movie. Though. Okay, like it's that. On, it's, it's still on Netflix. So I'll put it back on my list then. Yeah, dude, it's an like I don't think I've ever seen such a visually beautiful film before. Really, for real? Like, I mean, um, that one movie that um, Interstellar. Interstellar though had like an insane visual. I haven't style. seen that one either. What? I know, right? Yo, they tried... I'm telling you, my movie list is embarrassing. Okay, <laughs> for visuals then, you, ha- you just promise me that you'll see those two vi- I will watch, movies, okay? I will watch one of those tonight, 100%. Sick. Cause I'll Second t- one will be tomorrow night. <laughs> Dope. Okay, you have to tell me what that what it's like. Okay. Because in Interstellar, they turned the fourth dimension into a visual so representation. So I've heard so many times. Yeah. Um, there's that visual. What about The Revenant? I haven't seen that. Okay, it's like we've seen the opposite movies. You gotta get on my movie list. I gotta get on yours. Okay, I'll put on the re- wait. Oh, I have seen the Revenant. Yeah, yeah with Leo? Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, yeah the yeah, bear. I Leo? have seen that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just forgot, dude. That's an amazing movie. Yeah, like how immersive like the atmosphere is when you see like Leonardo just like walking through like the snow and the mountains and everything. I, I'm just like I feel that. Yeah, I thought the details are amazing. People are like it's boring. I'm like yeah, I know it's beautiful. <laughs> No, nah, we respect that. Yeah, 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 yeah we respect that. I, it just made me connected to like nature, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It felt a certain way. Made yeah. me feel that way. Some type of way. <laughs> That's a good way of putting yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh Quentin Tarantino inspires Quentin, you. Yeah. Uh as cliche as it is, Casey Neistat, to be Oh, <laughs> dude, I love Casey Neistat. I mean but, like the only reason he inspires me is because he is so careless but care like he cares like his scenes like are so carefree that it inspires me to like not judge my own stuff so hard and like hey this is just shoot the story yeah just shoot it yeah who cares he it's like get the point across and that's it it's it's the definition of organized chaos yeah right it's literally like just grab a camcorder and go for it yeah and that's what i love that about him oh i know and he's really like honed it into my brain like gear does not matter mm-hmm. like as long as you have the means to like get it out there just fucking do it yeah. i love that 
Yeah. So sick. Agreed. Yeah. And uh, have you seen um, MKBHD's studio tour of Casey's apartment? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I Probably one of my absolute top three favorite videos on YouTube, yeah. hands down. MKBHD, whatever you say. Yeah. MKBHD. His B-roll yeah. stuff is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is, and he's got now a crew to help him film everything. And it's just like so beautiful. Shooting like, everything on a red. Yeah. So overkill. <laughs> for YouTube. <laughs> Shoots yeah. an 8K cinema camera for YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Man, shows uh, you what kind of money you get off YouTube. It's... Uh, kind of makes you wish you were on there sooner, hey? You want to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's wild. Yeah. Just then, hearing the stories of like what my friends make off Instagram. It's like, what the... F- what? Yeah. Damn. All just through sponsors and stuff? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, they're not living too bad. I'm surprised that you don't, like, get money off of the work that you do, man. Occasionally. Like, it's not a lot. Like, yeah. Like, my biggest contract would be a wedding contract. And then, mm-hmm. like, um, I don't know. I think I just don't value my work that high yet. Mm. It's going back to that where it's, like, or I'm not pushing hard enough. Right. Yeah. We'll yeah, see. yeah, yeah. We'll see. I think um, I'm still in the process of kind of respecting myself and the art. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good because being at that sort of, like, meditative sort of like growth period type Mm. state gets you eventually further in what you're trying to do anyway right yeah you uh you sort of build a stronger foundation for a bigger house on it like a figurative level right so yeah yeah. well it's like learning how if i want to make it a full-time thing yeah yeah i gotta think about my health insurance my car payments my food my rent my everything like trips everything comes down to this i don't have any benefits if you're working for yourself you don't have any of that kind of stuff so when you work for yourself you really got to respect yourself and the fact that like hey i'm paying for life this is not just me pushing a button i've taken my years to learn what looks good which lighting looks good how to portray what you want what emotion you want in this photograph learn to style it the way i want it to but at the same time, I still got to pay for all my car insurance, my gas bills, all this different stuff. So that's why it's crazy when like you think about it. Like photography has to be expensive, video has yeah. to be expensive. You don't yeah. have the benefits. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Because you, it's it's unfortunate, but like you have to really put yourself through the grindstone when you're mm-hmm. doing your own entrepreneurial sort of venture, especially with photography, mm-hmm. especially with videography. And that's why a lot of people do keep full time jobs. It's like it takes the pressure off of doing gigs you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I work full time at Lululemon. Like I'd rather devote, I'd rather instead of working full time at photography and like grinding myself, um, doing shoots I don't want to do just to get them paycheck editing, like just throwing presets on it just to get it done fixing whatever I need to fix. And then like delivering it to the client. I'd rather take a shoot, be super invested in the shoot get it done properly and still be able to pay the bills with my Lulu money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And this exactly. is, this is my fun money. This is all going back into photography or my student loans or whatever else. Right. 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 And then, yeah, that's really, that's awesome. You, mm-hmm. you sound like you have a really strong sense of self and you know, you have your priorities in check when, mm-hmm. you know, with you explaining it like that, mm-hmm. you know, I really respect that by the way, because I do know a lot of people that just get into photography, you know, they take a couple of pictures for about six months and they say, then they change their Instagram handle to photographer. Then mm-hmm. they say, I'll shoot your photo and composition will be all out of whack and everything. And they just don't have the self-awareness to know that they could still do better. Yeah. Which, yeah. You know, well, I've seen like, yeah, I've seen homies who just kind of like, 
they just start taking all these gigs and they're like, they're not growing. Their gigs aren't like their stuff's not getting better. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I never want to be stagnant. I like, as you, as I told you before, I'm like, I'm never going to be satisfied is where I'm, where I'm at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's always going to be a constant internal struggle. I think. Yeah. It's probably going to drive me into the grave one day. (laughs) It is what it is. Hey man, that's, I think the true mark of an artist, man, just being able to enjoy it for free and just still keep at it. Mm-hmm. That's that's when you know you're like dedicated. And I respect mm-hmm. that, man. That's awesome. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Dope. And so um, I sort of wanted to get into the wedding stuff as well. You, weddings, I find, are like very um, intimidating gigs. I personally would never take the opportunity to uh, shoot a wedding because I think it'd be just way too high pressure for me. I'd be so scared. And uh, I'd be so, I'd be way too scared to ruin somebody's special day you know so when you do that do you have a team with you or are you working under somebody else's wing or okay so wedding photography and videography is not like something i usually do okay i've done one photography and i've done one video right okay uh i'm actually in the process of working on the video right now oh so i just shot it but the photography it it was for uh it was for a homie's friend who was getting married and they contacted me i'm like yeah i i love at that point, I'd felt comfortable enough with the camera that I'd, I'd accept a gig like that. Yeah. But never on like never by myself. Right. I would always bring a second shooter because I just there's no way I'd want to shoot a wedding by myself. Yeah. Um, I just think there's just too many things that could go wrong. Yeah. I had two cameras and that other person had one camera, so I was like, "There's no way I'm not shooting with another person." Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I I don't like it either. <laughs> not gonna lie. Um, it, it's fun. At the time, like, it's just not the style I go for. It's, it just doesn't, as I said, it's not something that speaks to my emotions, something that I can, when something speaks to my emotions, I can make, I feel like I can make it speak to someone else's emotions. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. can make someone inspired. So somebody who loves portraits and, like, loves weddings, I can look at someone like Joel's view and, like, look at his photos and be like, oh, wow, or Benjamin Hash off Instagram. Yeah. He's like, I look at his stuff, I'm like, oh, man, that makes me want to get married. <laughs> I'm like, I want to get married just so I have Benjamin Hash at my wedding. Um, oh, that's hilarious. But then I'm like, okay, this is going to be a very embarrassing story. But like, like I dropped a, uh, a not a lens, but like the, the, okay, what was it? It, it fell a little ways down. And the camera had kind of stopped working for a second at the wedding and kind of, I blacked out completely. I was like, oh no. Oh. Right as the ceremony was about to go on. Like they were about to walk on it. I'm like, oh no, this is not good. Like in the midst of changing the lens. So I was like, just the body, boom. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> I'm like, this is not, like I don't remember me, I don't remember anything between it falling down and me picking it up. Because like I had, like this is not my, I don't care about the camera. It was more about like, this is like, there's no time to get a new camera. I, I'll go to Best Buy. I'll spend whatever money I need to get a camera. There's just no time. The ceremony is about to happen. So like, that was stressful. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And so this was the video I was doing it by myself too with one camera. So it was like, video. It was my first video. I'm like, I wasn't sure what to do. Yeah. It was a very new experience. I had to contact Nick Collar. He'd give me a bunch of tips and like, so I was shooting off the tips, but like. Seeing that experience is like, it's it's not something that touches my emotions yeah. enough to like for me to be passionate about. Yeah, the 100%. money's good, but like, mm, it's not something I want to spend my time doing. No, no, I think your I think your best value uh, is placed in other places. Mm-hmm. I think I think your worth 
um, a lot more than just a wedding photographer. Not not saying that wedding photographers aren't good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you guys do amazing high pressure work that I could never do. No, yeah, but me uh, too. but honestly, David, though, like your your worth is like in so many different places. I think P- portraits and landscapes. You're very versatile as a photographer, as far as I have seen with your work that you do. So I think sure. that. Um, when you're ready, I think you'll know and you'll be able to like, I'm, I'm honestly certain that you'll be able to find something that you are going to be very consistently able to bring in the cash. Dude, appreciate the support. Yeah, of course. Of course. That's friggin' amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So weddings are not really like a constant thing that no, no, no. you do. Okay. I, I don't know if I'll do another wedding video. Wedding <laughs> photos are a little more casual after yeah. that video experience. I'm like, oh, photos I'll be able to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think photos are a little more fun. Right. Than, than video for, for wedding in, mm-hmm. in terms of wedding, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, weddings right. are not my thing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's totally fair. Um, I also wanted to get into what do you think about watermarks? Because you don't clearly have any on your on your photos, right? No, no, I don't. Yeah. I only ever gave watermarks towards uh, my event photography. Mm. And I, I don't even know why I did that. I think it's just everyone <laughs> else was doing this. I'm like, oh, let's throw a watermark on there. Yeah. Maybe I thought somebody like find business from or someone would contact me for business, but like never really happened. So nah, nah. I I personally find that watermarks are just sort of like they kind of show and it kind of makes the photo look a little more amateurish, especially mm-hmm. when it's a portrait. Nobody's just gonna steal a portrait like that, yeah. you know. It does happen, but like I think it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it's outdated. Maybe I don't. Know. <laughs> I never really thought about watermarks to be honest yeah I like that I think it to me it, do, it doesn't show shows a level of sort of security that you have with your photos mm-hmm. you know it's like here it is there you go this is mine yeah I know what's mine yeah yeah it's dope it's dope um and uh also do you collaborate with Justin very often do you guys like share tips Justin Hill by the way if in case anybody's wondering um yeah collaborate with him um Tips and tricks? No, I don't think we really. Sh- I remember when I started first shooting events. Yeah. I asked him like, "Oh, what settings are you shooting?" He's like, "Oh, wouldn't you like to know?" I'm like, "Okay, cold photographer." Wow. Yeah. So I, it was kind of like learning on my own, to be honest. Huh. How'd you guys out, meet? Shout out to Justin, <laughs> being a scumbag. <laughs> yeah, love you, love you, brother. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> no, me and him have gone a couple of ventures together. We we do some things. Right. I don't know if we really collaborate or anything. Like, yeah, yeah, we kind of just. Every once in a while, I guess. Maybe we're, we shoot events together every mm. once in a while. Mm, I see. Um, but it's like not... I've never really asked him for anything. He's never really asking me anything. He's never really asked me for anything either. Um, we kind of just shoot and vibe out together. Yeah, cool. How'd you guys meet? Uh, probably the Frosh concert at UBCL. Oh, okay. Think, like the uh, most recent one or... No, this is like two or three years ago. Oh, I see. Okay. Back in 2016. Yeah, 2016 Frosh. Mm, I see, I see. And were you shooting photos there or were you just attending? Shooting photos. Oh, cool. Yeah. Very cool. I got in a job at the school newspaper. Ah, cool. So they're paying me like 50 bucks a week or something, like 50 bucks every two weeks. Oh, I see. Photos. Big money. Oh, big, big money. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> totally worth it. Cool. That's awesome. Do you think you could ever, um, do you think you'd ever want to start like any sort of like duo uh, photography sort of ventures with anybody or just like single? Business-wise? Yeah, yeah, business-wise. I don't even know what that looked like. Um, I don't know. I'm pretty, I'm pretty independent. I'm pretty like to the books too. I'm pretty loyal to my own ideas. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Video wise, I'd, I'd definitely be into collaborating because I, I'd love to focus on the directing aspect of, of it more just because I don't have the skill for video yet. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do think I have the director vision for it. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, but photo-wise, I think I'm, I don't know. Like, obviously, I traveled a lot of Instagrammers every once in a while. Yeah. So I have a big community. I'm part of, like, the big influencer community in the PNW. Really? Um, where all these guys have, like, 300K plus. So, like, they're everyone's, like, 50K plus. Somehow I just worked my way in there. How did you I'm, do that? Just being friendly. Like, being, I don't know, not being an asshole. <laughs> just, like, no one wants to be friends with an asshole, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the way I got into it was... Uh, Actually, it was a friend's birthday. Mm-hmm. We're having a we're having drinks at Craft downtown uh, Science World. Yeah, out in Vancouver, and she was friends with Joel Shad. Joel Shad was popping at the time. He was like one of the photographers on Instagram that was really popping in Vancouver. Right, and she was friends, and he lived like above Craft, so he came down for a drink, and we we're just chatting. And I was like, "Hey, well, like, are you going on a trip soon? Like, would you want to do a trip?" Because this is just this is probably like three months after that one photo blew up. Mm, yeah, or maybe no. This was like six months. It was like around January, February, right? Uh, Twenty sixteen. I'm like, hey, do you want? Can we do a trip or something? Because he's like, he was doing super cool stuff on Instagram. I'm like, hey, like I want to join you. Yeah, yeah. He's like, well, my car just broke down, and I really want to go to Banff next week. I'm like, let's do it. So literally got his number, got his stuff. We got the trip together. I've known him for maybe an hour. Wow. He got his friend Braden Toth, who I'm still in contact with today, and he got his other friend Hannah Kavir to come as well. So I think Joel was probably like, I'd say 50, 40K at that time. Braden was like 20, and Hannah was at like 12. This was back in 2016 before like influencers were a big thing. Right. So they took me on that trip, kind of showed me the ropes. I, I mostly just sat back and watched a lot. I had my camera, I was like doing shots, but like, I was really mostly evaluating what they were doing. I was like trying to figure out, okay, what what's the thing? Ask questions here and there. And so they kind of taught me a little bit of the Instagram world, the influencers, how they're making money, how they're doing these different things, how they're making the trips. Um, sorry. Oh, we're talking about how I got in the influencer world. So that's yeah. kind of how the trip happened. So I knew Braden Toth. And so he went to the church I went to at home. And so couple of years down the road met more friends through Braden Toth met some other friends you just kind of like connect through Instagram and there's like DMs and like yo what's up let's go shoot I'm in the area oh we're going cool. this hike it's mostly P&W influencers like hiking influencers not like bloggers right okay yeah. very cool so you just basically find through people that you know more people that sort of do very similar work to what you do yeah because everyone in that community is just basically friends with each other yeah that's all like we all just kind of or not we all they all hang out with each other so it's kind of like you get in and you're like you're just chilling yeah dope you treat him like a normal human being and like being a fangirl or something oh of course yeah Yeah. obviously yeah yeah, no of course that's wild man Mm. that's really cool i do hope to see you get up to that point that those guys are at you know yeah yeah, yeah. Well, I like companies that contacted me for like sponsored posts i'm like i always respond i'm like hey i'm not an influencer i'm a photographer I don't mm. want to be an influencer. I'm not really aiming for that. It'd be nice. Free trips are nice. Yeah. Free stuff's nice. And like getting paid to post something on Instagram is nice. But like, it's not what I'm aiming to be. Really? What are you aiming to be? Movie director. <laughs> Honestly, wow. like, yeah, just like doing my own thing. Like, I'm not controlled by, my Instagram is going to be a resume. It's not, it's not going to be anything more than that. Mm. I might use it for, like, if I eventually get down the road to, like, 50K or something like that, I'll right. use it for, like, traveling. So, like, 
when I was in Iceland, I was able to use it for free car rental for the whole week. I was able to get food out of the whole system. I was like, I was able to re leverage it. So I was able to make a $500 via, oh, sorry if there's an NDA. I don't know if there's an NDA on that. <laughs> $500 off of them to like pay for some of the trip. Like, really? So the trip didn't end up costing that much. Oh, I see. I yeah. see. Um, that's wild. Don't you think though that like when people send you messages to sponsor something mm. that moving you more into like that influencer role will sort of give you a little bit more leverage in the future for you to then become a director or later become later then give you more roles and yeah but the crazy thing is i'm not an influencer yet i'm like i'm at six, what, just under seven thousand followers like that's not an influencer but david you I gotta got realize the perception the perception is there which is of a, of an influencer which is why people hit you up it, it is but like they're they're not paying for any influencer they're just like hey i'm gonna give you a product post for us oh like, so yeah. it's like for free yeah yeah oh i see okay no like because like one of the only companies who's ever paid me to post for something mm. and i, I see. did that because of iceland trip and i was like oh crap i need money <laughs> <laughs> yeah very cool okay that's awesome that's awesome so what do you think you're going to do to get yourself up into that film director role then on your instagram is it are we going to start seeing then um david vasiliev film director vasiliev that's oh sorry <laughs> no worries <laughs> um, um is no. your instagram gonna change then at some point honestly you think? i don't know it's it's a work in progress i yeah. film director i'm no i'm in no rush like it's not a thing i'm rushing towards right it's more of this day-by-day -day process where it's like i'm just trying to grow better as media person i guess i don't mm -hmm. know, like i just want to create art and like create emotion right yeah 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 do you eventually want to be like center front and center uh, influencer that you'd see like a Peter McKinnon, like a Casey Neistat, or do you see yourself more so in the background working for other people, being the director? I wouldn't be opposed to being the front and center. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure if I have the personality for it, to be honest. Mm. I'm pretty uh, introverted at times, where it's like mm. I need my time to recover. I need to be alone. I need like, my time to build back that energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fair. Um, but I think creating a movie that's a full-length feature and like i think that's one of the coolest things i could i don't even care if it makes it into anything like i don't care if it plays anywhere i just want to play one theater <laughs> where it's like just an hour and a half two hour movie it's like just something i'm proud of yeah i don't care if it makes anywhere like maybe i'll have a full-time job the whole whole my whole life and like be an engineer or something like but who I, knows i just want to make one feature film yeah one feature film where i'm a director I think, I mean, as far as I can tell, you're a fairly smart guy. I think, honestly, you'll find your way up there if you yeah. really want to. I'm not. I'm in no rush. I'm not really worried about it. I think the path, like, there's never going to be a clear path. There's, life's always going to throw you curveballs. And so, yeah. like, I'm so meow. Malleable. <laughs> meow. <laughs> meow. <laughs> I'm so malleable. 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 You know, just like, I'm so flexible with how life is, <laughs> where life is going to take me. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm okay with moving away. I'm okay with moving there. I'm okay with having a job. I'm okay with having no job. Like, mm -hmm. I just, I reached that point where I think I know that no matter what I do, mm -hmm. I will be successful to a certain point where I'll be able to survive and be yeah. able to live a life I'm happy with. Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Very, I, th very I think I look at myself, I have the dedication. I have the work ethic. I know, I think I know social norms a lot. So I, like. I don't know. I think I'm good. I don't think I'm good in life. <laughs> but who knows? Life can throw another curveball and be like, hey, you're uh, you're dipping down. You're going bankrupt. And you're... Who knows what's going to happen in life, right? 
Who knows, man? Life no could be like a really fucking weird thing, man. Life's like a box of chocolates. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what you're ever going to get. No. Yeah. That's wild, though. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. I tackled basically your portraits, your events photography. Oh, actually, who do you think was the most fun person to uh, take photos of live? Concert-wise? Like, yeah, concert-wise. Ooh, who am I taking photos of? Um, Odie, I really liked because he was down to earth. Yeah. Odie, Odie's a really good artist who's like super, I don't want to give him a label, but I'd say like a Kid Cudi mixed with a Frank Ocean. Oh, very but he, cool. But he's Odie. Odie's Odie. <laughs> uh, and his homie, Jacob. Yeah. They're these university students out of California. And they're just like, they had, they had exams during recess, the concert. And they're like, screw it. We're going for, we're touring with Amine. But like. I don't blame him. Yeah. Um, he's, his music was fun. And like, I don't know, maybe it was the lighting. Maybe it was the mood. It was like raining with the lights coming down. So it was like super night, like. I just love the photos I got from him. Yeah. I honestly really like design as well. He had so much emotion. Yeah. A lot of people didn't like, like I was talking to Justin and whoever else was there. They didn't really like design. I don't know. I heard that. Yeah, I heard that he halfway through the set got pissed off. Oh yeah. It was funny. Oh man. Like the music or the mic kept cutting out and he just got pissed because it happened like seven times. So rightfully so he got pissed. He stormed off stage and his like bouncer and management were like talking to him like, hey, you gotta, you can't do this. You gotta, you gotta go back up. And he's like, it was being backstage like, holy crap, what's gonna happen? But then he comes back. He's like, all right, guys. After like five minutes, he's like, all right, peace, love. Let's go. Let's, let's turn back up. But like rightfully so, I'd be pissed if I was him. Huh? You're Damn. you're out there trying to get the crowd hyped up and like your music is completely going silent for a solid second to two seconds. That's when a, you're in the hype of a song, yeah, I I I was pissed for him. Yeah, mm. that's that's a lot of time when you're at a concert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, just like this random cutter, you're like, you, how are you supposed to vibe out and like, yeah, party up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Damn, dude, that's crazy. And mm-hmm. how was Amine live? Really good. Yeah. He he only let us up for our two songs, so we were backstage for the rest of it. Oh, uh, like, he was fun live. Yeah, I, I, I he did a cover of No Scrubs, which I. Did. really digged yeah no scrub cover by Mine was good dope that's wild and did you talk should. to him very much no no he's no. too big yeah, yeah yeah the only guys i've really ever talked to is like Odie. yeah um i don't know 88 glam i talked to for a little bit but not like much right that's cool mm-hmm. that's awesome my brother loves 88 glam i'll tell him that you spoke to him <laughs> that's ki- that's super killer say what's up how you doing man <laughs> talked a little bit about it, it was their first concert so i was talking a little bit of that and that's it yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys are, like, blowing up, man. Yeah, yeah. Those guys are get, doing, like, really cool things. Yeah. It'd be really cool if I had them on the show, though. But I don't know if I'd be able to pull that off. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. Yeah, you can only dream. Yeah. You can, um, you can make those dreams a reality. <laughs> I'll try. Yeah. I'll definitely try. I'll yeah. see what I can do. Yeah. But we'll see, though. We'll see. Um, Let me see. Uh, I think I've covered all the ground that I wanted to cover. Uh. You want to talk about broken camera? I know you really want to talk about. Oh that. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me. So how did you break your camera? So I broke my camera about two weeks ago. No, it was a week ago actually. Maybe it was two weeks ago. It doesn't matter. Anyways, so similar situation to the wedding. I completely dropped it off a tripod, and it was sunrise. We were in Banff shooting Moraine Lake for sunrise. Yeah. Super classic spot for sunrise. Definitely go there. Yeah. yeah. I was like five thirty in the morning, moving my camera, trying to get it like 
a good angle for a nice long exposure. Um, and then I pick up the tripod and I'm boom, camera starts tumbling down this cliff. I'm probably about a story and a half, two stories high on this cliff and just starts tumbling down. I'm watching it tumble. I'm like, ah, oh, this is not, it's going to stop. It's going to stop. This doesn't happen to me. It's like, it's going to stop. And then boom, 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 bloop in the lake. And I'm like looking at it. I'm like, I didn't even react. I was just like looking at it. And I laughed. I was like, of course, like, <laughs> like, of course it happens. But I'm like, okay, at least it's a marine lake. This is a beautiful place. So I like slowly started walking down. I grab my buddy runs after. Like he was more like he was more freaked out to grab the camera out of the water and try to save it more than I was. I was like, yeah, oh, it's done. Yeah. But like it, it speaking on that is like I it didn't make me lose any kind of positivity or anything. It's like it's a tool. Yeah, exactly. At the, you at have the that. end of the day, I'm like, I don't care. It's like it's something that gets helps me put a point across or helps me vent my emotions or something like right. that. It's like, it doesn't hurt me that bad. And knowing how I save money, it's like, I I, put, I set myself up where I'm like, I'm not going to be losing a lot when I buy a new camera. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't go out too much. I don't really spend money at bars or anything like that. So it's like, I know how to use my money. But so it's like, I looked at it and I'm like, it's, it's a camera. Yeah. At the end of the day, what's the point of putting the whole crew? It was like a crew of 10 of us that day. Like, what's the point of being a salty little guy? <laughs> salty little boy about a camera when, like, everyone else is going to be, like, feeling bad for you. Like, started cracking jokes about it right away. I'm like, hey, let's make some memes out of this. How, let's, like, let's make a video of me getting pissed that this is not a good enough sunrise and just throwing it in the middle of the lake. <laughs> I'm like, and everyone's feeling a little awkward for, like, the first half hour. And I'm like, guys, just crack jokes. I, I really don't care. Yeah. Like, and then the rest of the weekend, just kind of spent it in bath and like wandered around still. Yeah. 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 I, I love that. Honestly, yeah. that's, that's sick. Um, because it, honestly, it's just gear. Yeah. It's not like it really, really matters. It's not like, um, you can't just buy a new one or anything. Mm, yeah. So yeah, yeah, no, that's dope. I definitely will be a little more careful with my, I even triple check that tripod cause I've had issues with it in the past. I was like, yeah, I don't know what happened, why it wasn't on there. Right. I will be a little more careful cause it, it money is money. It's just, mm-hmm. just like. I, I don't see a point of getting upset about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but also, you know, I don't know if you'd be wanting to spend, uh, you, I don't know if you'd be wanting to buy a new 6,500 every, every, yeah, every, every week, six right? Months. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, I love you. Gotta be a little more careful, but yeah. And at the end of the day, I'm like, not too taken aback. Yeah. That's fair, man. That's, that's sick. Well, rest in peace, 6,300. Shut up. <laughs> I never gave it a name. I should probably still name it. Yeah. Give, do you, a, give it a proper burial or something. Do you have a shrine for all your dead gear, if you have any? Um, no, that's actually my first piece of dead gear. Damn, are you going to Casey Neistat it and give it a, uh, like a... Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely keeping it. There's no way I'm getting rid of that thing. Hell first, yeah. First camera? Hell There's yeah. no way I'm getting rid of that guy. Hell yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Like, people are, like, sending off for a repair. I'm like, nah. Mm-mm. I'll keep it. Nah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I actually, I was just in uh, Nelson, right? Yeah. Um, and I was just sort of hanging out with the girlfriend by the shore, like this rocky, rocky shore. And uh, I was just holding on to my camera as I, as I was like talking to her or whatever. And it just like slipped out of my hand and it fell in the water. I immediately... Your camera? Yep. Oh, shoot. My Fuji. It was a Fuji Instax camera. So like oh, okay. fairly yeah, common. Yeah, yeah. I even got it for free. So, but um, I just took out the batteries and I just let the batteries dry i wiped off as much water as i could i made sure not to turn it on um and i that was about two days ago 
Uh, I turned it on today and it works perfectly fine. Sick. Nice. Yeah. See, the key is the key is when you get your electronics wet, you want yeah. to obviously um, you want to make sure that they're, if you can make sure that they're off all the time. Uh, yeah. If you're near water when you're not using it, yeah. because if it doesn't wreck it that it touches water, it wrecks it when. Um, water is like on the circuit board and then electricity short circuits it so yeah. don't try to turn it on if it hits the water let it like let it air dry for a few days put it in rice something yeah 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 you don't even have to always put it in rice yeah. especially don't do it to macbooks you'll actually do damage if you put really? it in rice. yeah because on the lid uh, sorry on the hinge of the macbook there's these little holes where the vents would come out if you yeah. got rice in there you're actually damaging your macbook because no Word. ventilation okay. can happen so just leave your electronics out. Let it sit there for like three days to a week or even longer if you need it. And uh, then turn it on after you're certain that it's dry or as best, as close as you can get to it. And then, uh, yeah, you should be fine. That's at least in my experience. Quick trip. Not like a five-minute dip, though. Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. It was my, literally my like... My camera like got knocked up in the, on the <laughs> fall. Like the LCD was cracked, like slightly cracked open. So there's water in the LCD. The battery was ripped off. And, like, every, yeah. Yeah, I don't have a solution for what happens <laughs> if your <laughs> camera falls out a cliff. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a magic solution. Sorry. Oh man, dude, I'm gonna have to search somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For the culture, eventually would turn into a cliff repair camera. Sweet, shop. perfect. That's what I was aiming. I thought that's what it was. So <laughs> yeah. Damn, I gotta leave now. <laughs> that's hilarious. Awesome. Um, yeah. Um, did you have any questions for me at all? I actually don't ever do this but i'm gonna do you have any questions for me at all before we end this oh man okay putting me on the spot um do you ever talk about for the culture in the podcast a little bit shane little massey bit. shouts out shane asked me why i wanted to do this and um i thought it was a fun thing to do to have my guests ask me questions so do you have any questions for me yeah, yeah. what let's do what inspires you the most or what's your definition of success let's do that one yeah my definition of success it's like a pretty cheesy classic cliche thing to say but when you wake up in the morning you get to do exactly what you want to do in between the time of waking up to falling asleep and you're happy with that that's success to me so it doesn't matter if it's work or if your pleasure or something like that Mm -hmm. yeah as long as as long as you're proud of what you do and you get to you're proud of what you do and it like gives you what you need to sort of like look forward to the next day that's what i like you know, like I'm, I so look forward to meeting new people like you mm-hmm. or, uh, meeting other creative people. So I learn about them or being a part of a scene that I've never, ever dipped my head into before. Like the house scene in Cologne. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not a part of that, but I love learning about it though. You know, I look, I totally look forward to it because it's fun and it's, uh, it helps me grow as an individual and I love it. And I see it turning into something way greater than a podcast. Sweet. Um, I, I've never publicly said this before, but if you look at For the Culture, like on its Instagram where you can't hear any of the audio, yeah. it's just For the Culture CA, right? But if you look at where it is actually a podcast where you can hear the interview clips, that's where it's actually as a podcast. So that's just uh, some foreshadowing right there. Okay. So, okay. yeah. I see, I see what you're saying. I see you. I see you. Yeah. Agency house, media house coming up. Okay. okay. But I'm going I'm to I'm hold it off on that, okay? Yeah. yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, but I appreciate the question. That's yeah. actually dope. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I can turn that into a reoccurring thing here. Sweet. Yeah, do it for sure. Yeah, yeah, dope. Um, cool. So uh, pronounce, how do you pronounce your last name again? 
Oh man, I don't even know if I pronounce it correctly. What? Vasilyev. Vasilyev. Damn. Vasilyev. What nationality is that? Ukrainian. Ukrainian. Yeah. Damn, that's wild. Uh, is are you like are your parents like full Ukrainian? Yeah. So both my parents, I believe, were born in Ukraine. Both my brothers, one actually one brother was born in Siberia, the other one was in Ukraine. I was the first sibling to be born in Canada. Wild in Kelowna? Yeah. No, in uh, Burnaby. Burnaby, dope. Yeah. What made you want to come to Kelowna? School. School. Oh, yeah, I okay. came out for electrical engineering. Oh, I see. At OC. Uh, UBCL. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Dope, man. That's so sick. That's that's the story in a nutshell, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Um, Vasiliev. Okay. Vasiliev. Have you have you gone to the Ukraine? Are you planning on going to the Ukraine? I went there when I was eight years old. What did you think? Oh man, it was some crazy stuff. Like it was a culture shock for sure. Like, oh. The biggest story I remember, or like, no one ever smiles in photos there. Yeah. And then the biggest story I remember is like these kids, the neighborhood kids, are all getting together and they're like. There's this field of tall grass. They make a little circle and they, they start fighting, like wrestling. One kid gets like a bloody eye or bloody nose or something, like run, like goes home. Uh, he gets home. He's like, hey. Or his parents ask him, like, Yo, what happened? Your face is bloody. Um, he's like, oh, I fell off my bike. And his dad's like, bullshit. Bullshit. Comes out to the, to the fighting arena. He's like, who did this to my son? Comes like, like, I don't know. I don't remember if someone like snitched on somebody, but like he found who did it just took a, like a big wind up and like just slapped him. The kid oh. fell down crying and that kid's dad was also watching. He's like, good. He deserves that. I'm like, Whoa. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, damn, this, uh, <laughs> this is like when I'm eight years old. So I'm like, holy crap. These Russian mobster. Yeah. Oh, damn. That's wild. I should make a short story out of that one day. Oh man. <laughs> Yo, I can't wait for the day that you go to the Ukraine Hey, if I'm not doing anything, yeah. let me know. I'd love to come. Yeah, you want to come to the Ukraine? Hell yeah. Oh, man, I don't know if I want to go to the Ukraine. It's pretty, some pretty messed up stuff right there. I mean, yeah, but <laughs> yo, dude, honestly. We're going through some turmoil right now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I haven't really looked into the like the social, societal or political scene over there anytime recently. But yeah. yeah, is it really that wild right now? Like I don't look into it that much, but like Russia versus Ukraine used to be a pretty big thing, right? Yeah, like right. A, a year ago, two years ago. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Like, I would, yeah, I'd, I'd visit again yeah. at some point for sure. I think it'd be sick. I bet the photos you'd get from there would be crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see how you'd see it through your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. want to see it this age too. That'd be nice. Yeah. Um, definitely not my high high on my hit list, but like mm. down somewhere there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Going back to your homeland when you're young is like the culture shock is real. I, I know yeah. it. I went to India when I was 12 years old yeah. for the first time. Blew my mind, man. Yeah. I actually became a vegetarian, uh, like at twelve when I was there, and I actually stopped being a vegetarian last March. No way. Yeah. Why did you stop? Um, sorry, last February, but I stopped because I kept watching all these cooking shows and how much people were just like, like f- falling over themselves just about how like good like some st- aged steak is or whatever, yeah. or just like eating some like dish that looks so amazing that just like oh my god, and I'm just like. I have to try it. <laughs> yeah, you miss it. You're like, oh man, that looks good. Yeah, so I started eating it again, and it was really, really weird at first. But I'm so psyched that I'm like back on yeah. it. Like, no offense to any vegans or vegetarians yeah. or anything. I just personally found that I had no good reason to be vegetarian anymore. Yeah. Like, I I did it because I thought that um, the meat over there was kind of gross looking. Mm. So I was just like, nah, I'm good. So, but I'm back on it, and right. uh, welcome back. thanks man like i can't even imagine like oh man dating a vegan would be hard it's not that hard actually no is your girlfriend a vegan 
No, my ex-girlfriend was vegan, actually. Um, She was a wizard, man. Like, she would be able to take, like, tofu and bread it properly. And she was able to, like, actually turn it into, like, a chicken nugget. Like, I couldn't tell the difference. It was so insane. That's dope when you're at home. Yeah. But when you go out, you're like, oh, Oh, man, you're so restricted. You're like, ah, you want a salad, but I want that. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Yo, I want a pizza. You can't (laughs) split this pizza? What? Yeah, I know. I know. But the thing, though, is that it makes it so easy to, like, make your decision when you're at a restaurant. You know, you're like, oh, this thing's vegetarian. I guess I'll go with that. You know? Yeah, you have no choice. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But now that I eat meat now, I'm just like, I don't know what to choose. Like, the choice um, overload is just, like, real, man. It's real. Yeah, yeah. Food's good. (laughs) Yeah, it is so good. Like, honestly... My favorite dish I've discovered this year is the Szechuan chicken lettuce wraps from Cactus Club on really? shredded lettuce. All right. Oh my god, dude! Right. If you want to be my I'll best friend, then like, yo, hit me up with Szechuan. that shit. All right. Szechuan lettuce wraps. You know what I've hit? Uh, Crafty out in Kelowna on Lee on Lawrence. Okay. Go for their hip hop brunch. Oh. They play hip hop music on Saturday and Sundays. Uh huh. And their hip hop menu or their menu is based off hip hop artists, so like Notorious P.I.G. Oh. Um, and their eggs Benny is like. It's legendary. It's like so many different flavors, but it all works so well. It just like explodes in your mouth. <sighs> like, I don't think I've ever recommended a restaurant more than that one. Okay. Crafty with a K. Crafty with a K. I'm going to keep my eyes on yeah, that, Yeah, do it. Yeah. Right across from Liquid Zoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my favorite hangout yeah, yeah, There you go. <laughs> yeah. Wait, leave Liquid Zoo in the morning and go straight to Crafty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just wake up, fr- pass out on the front door. Yeah. Oh, yeah, let's go to Crafty, guys. <laughs> yeah that's so sick dope um damn okay all right i think this is the longest podcast episode we've done i'm at we're at uh one hour let me see what is that one hour one minute oh shoot we cracked the hour hey, hey. congratulations Dab on him. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah hit the folks hell yeah. yeah good job dude hey good job to you thank thanks, you thanks for putting it on <laughs> no worries thanks for being here man um and when people want to find your work, how do they? How can they find you? Uh, hit me on IG. Toss that follow mm-hmm. uh, at David Vasiliev. D A B I D. V is in Victor. A S S I L I E V is in Victor again. Perfect. Or VasilievVisuals.com. Or you know, just hit me on Facebook. Whatever. Just Dope. Hit me. Chat. <laughs> <laughs> and make sure you follow everything that this man does. He's onto some really, really big shit. It's awesome. I'm really, really looking forward to where he's going with his film stuff, where all of his travel stuff is going, uh, and all that. And uh, I'm Deepak Batty, your host for For the Culture. Make sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple, uh, Apple's iTunes, podcast app, uh, Overcast. I'm going to be going on a tune-in as well. Um, and SoundCloud as well. Make sure to give us all the support and give me some feedback. I honestly want way more community support uh, with this whole folder culture thing. I want you guys to tell me what you liked, what you didn't like, and, you know, talk to me. I want to know what you guys think. So please let me know. DM me. Write some comments. Uh, that would be great. Follow us on Facebook at For the Culture CA. Follow us on Instagram at For the Culture CA. And look for us on all the major streaming platforms at For the Culture CA Podcast. I was your host, Deepak Batty, and we were with David Vasiliev today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for much, uh, so much for joining us. Uh, have a great rest of your day. <laughs> <laughs>